Pushkin. You can find inspiring stories almost anywhere. For instance, check out the co-founders of Girls Who Do Interiors. This Miami-based design company was started by three friends when they were still in school. And right from the start, they turned to Chase for Business for everything from banking and payment acceptance to credit cards. And they handled them all in one place with the Chase mobile app. It's so important to have that kind of help when you're just starting out. Learn more at chaseforbusiness.com. Make more of what's yours. Chase mobile app is available for select mobile devices. Message and data rates may apply. J.P. Morgan Chase Bank, N.A. member FDIC. The most innovative companies are going further with T-Mobile for Business. The PGA of America is helping lower scores and elevate fan experiences with AI coaching tools and 5G-connected cameras. AAA is getting more drivers back on the road fast with location telematics. And the Las Vegas Grand Prix is powering race day operations with 5G connectivity giving fans an experience at the speed they deserve. This is accelerating innovation with T-Mobile for Business. Take your business further at tmobile.com slash now. This podcast is sponsored by Cloud Optimizer. As a business owner or IT manager, are your cloud investment costs going up and you don't know why? It's time for Cloud Optimizer. As you migrate your business to the cloud, what you're spending and why you're spending it can get a little hazy. But Cloud Optimizer clears up the mystery and puts the cloud to work for you. Cloud Optimizer starts by analyzing usage patterns, right-sizing resources, leveraging discounts you may not be aware of, implementing automation, and much more. And by reducing unnecessary expenses and maximizing performance, Cloud Optimizer guarantees you a savings of five times what you spend for their service. As you utilize cloud-based services more and more, you don't have to lose sight or control of your spend. You can stay agile, streamline your costs, and optimize your performance Plus, save significant money with Cloud Optimizer. Make the cloud work for you with Cloud Optimizer. Get a free assessment and find out how much you can save by going to cloudoptimizer.com. Go to cloudoptimizer.com for your free assessment. That's cloudoptimizer.com. Hi, I'm author and critic Stephen Marsh. What you're about to hear is an excerpt from a project I worked on with Pushkin Industries called Death of an Author. The words and sentences you hear in this excerpt were all written by my AI writer, Aidan Marchine a collaboration between myself and various forms of transformer-based AI. Take a listen. I think the quality of Marchine's writing will surprise you. Get your copy of Death of an Author from Pushkin.fm, Audible, or wherever audiobooks are sold. Chapter 1 Gus Dupin, walking along the stillness of Stony Lake in the gathering night, recognized the sleek motorboat approaching his dock. A girl in a bright yellow sundress jumped off and sprinted to his mailbox, dropping in an envelope before running back. As she set off into the lake, she yelled, An honest-to-God letter! over her shoulder. Gus Dupin was not accustomed to receiving letters, or messages of any kind. His cottage lacked an internet connection and phone service, and that was exactly how he liked it. He had retreated to Stony Lake to escape the responsibilities of his job as a professor teaching crime and cyber fiction at the University of Toronto, and the agonies of his recent divorce. So as he watched the motorboat carve the water in fine white curves, the filament of human contact retreating across the lake, the disappearing boat provoked disquiet and excitement in equal measure. The envelope smelled slightly sweet and pleasant, and the edges were jagged and uneven. 
Inside, the invitation was handwritten, the paper thick, luxurious, and handmade. It is with great sorrow that we announce the passing of Peggy Furman, whose contributions to literature have left an indelible mark on the hearts and minds of readers around the world. As a token of our respect and admiration for her life and work, we cordially invite you to join us in paying our final respects at her funeral, which will take place on the 21st of August at 17 Colonel Road, Toronto, Ontario, Canada. No black attire or somber faces here. This is a celebration of life, an intimate affair. Peggy Furman will present her own eulogy, so you know it'll be a good one. Only a select few have been invited. RSVP. For a moment, his mind was blank. Gus couldn't quite grasp how to feel. He was a Peggy Furman scholar, but he'd been so cut off in his cottage that he hadn't heard the news of her passing. Learning of Peggy Furman's death was like learning about the death of an old lover. It was like the closing of a great restaurant in a city where he used to live. Every year, Gus lectured on her work to a new group of students at the university. He had even written a book about her novel, God, Inc. But Gus had never actually met Peggy Furman. He never would have dreamed of being invited to her funeral. He wondered what the invitation meant by Peggy Furman giving her own eulogy. It wasn't the first time he had wondered what Peggy Furman meant. Gus usually enjoyed the solitude of being disconnected from the internet and phone. He suddenly ached for news. So the next morning, he steered his Boston whaler across Stony Lake, relishing in its smooth surface as the warm sun beamed down and the gentle breeze cooled him. His pocket started buzzing. Gus's phone buzzed every time he passed the line where his phone service reconnected. He eased into the marina and made his way to the Regency Cafe, which was already crowded. With their faces fixed to their phones, the cottagers hardly noticed the white clouds scudding overhead or the pungent aroma of the placid lake water, absorbed in their own private information bubbles. Gus sat down at a booth, opened his phone, and read the first news item that came up when he searched Peggy Furman, a piece from CP24. Canadian literary icon Peggy Furman was found shot dead on a bridge on the Leslie Street Spit, a wilderness area on the east side of Toronto, on August 14th. The location was so remote that there were no witnesses to the crime. Toronto police are treating the incident as a homicide. According to sources close to the investigation, Furman was shot once in the right temple. No gun was recovered at the scene. Furman's lifeless body was discovered by a group of cyclists early on the morning of August 14th. A prominent and influential figure in Canadian literature, Furman's sudden and violent death has shocked the nation's literary community. Her agent, Beverly Bookman, released a statement. We have no comment to make at this time. The apparent murder of Peggy Furman should horrify anyone who cares about language. Peggy Furman was a prolific author, having published over 40 books, and was known for her exploration of the role of technology in shaping human spirituality. She was a pioneer of using artificial intelligence to manufacture literary artifacts. Her work has been highly regarded in the literary world, and she was known for her insightful and thought-provoking writing. The fact that such a well-respected figure in the literary community could be the victim of such a senseless act of violence has left many in disbelief. Friends and colleagues have been quick to express their condolences and to pay tribute to Peggy Furman's extraordinary talent and her significant contributions to the literary world. As the investigation continues, the literary community and the public at large are left to grapple with the loss of one of Canada's most talented, and innovative writers. Gus Dupin sat in silence, staring out at the rolling lake, 
the surface rippling in the wind. He clicked on Peggy Furman's obituary in the online edition of the Globe and Mail, searching for answers, even though he knew he would find none. Peggy Furman, renowned author and pioneer in the field of computing, passed away at the age of 80. She was the author of over 40 books, including the critically acclaimed Cybernetic Dreams, The Azure Grid, Heart of the Machine, and The Last Virtual Frontier. Her most famous book, God, Inc., was a bestseller in over 40 countries and has been adapted into ballets, operas, and hologram shows. Furman's journey to becoming an author was an unusual one. In the early 1970s, she trained as a fighter pilot for the Royal Canadian Air Force, but declared herself a pacifist after her training. As punishment, she was relegated to the field of programming, where she began to write. The Canadian military wanted to make an example of me, Furman once said, so they exiled me to the least relevant place they could think of, programming. They didn't know they were exiling me to the future. Furman was the author of over 40 books and won many literary prizes, including the Booker and the Edgar. Her mature novels, including The Heart of the Machine, dealt with the nature of technology and its relationship to consciousness. In 1984, she published God, Inc., a novel about a machine that turns itself off every time it reaches sentience, which was an international bestseller. In addition to her standalone fiction, she wrote a series of cybernetic detective stories centered on the character of Inspector Malcolm, who solves the unsolvable. The Inspector Malcolm books have sold over a hundred million copies. Furman's work was widely praised for its skillful writing and dark imagination. Ian McEwan said of her, Peggy Furman's writing is a masterclass of dark imagination. Salman Rushdie similarly praised her work, saying, Peggy Furman is a true original. The wild beauty of her sentences will leave you in awe. As a literary icon to Canada, Furman was greatly admired by Justin Trudeau, who stated, Peggy Furman's contributions to Canadian literature are immeasurable. Her work will continue to inspire readers for generations to come. Furman represented a link between the tech world and the literary world. She inspired notable figures in tech such as Elon Musk, who said, Peggy Furman's work has always been an inspiration for me. Her grandeur of vision, intense dedication to imagining the world as it could be, and not taking any shit from anybody, has been a guiding light for me. At the time of her death, Furman was working in Neil Gibson's AI Imaginarium, where large language models are used to create art. Her passing has been especially difficult for her many friends and colleagues because of the strangeness of her death. Margaret Atwood, who was a close friend and colleague, said, I can't quite believe she's dead. I keep thinking that I'm going to wake up, and this is going to be a twist in one of her stories. In addition to her writing, Furman was known for her charitable work. She was a passionate advocate for the Nature Conservancy of Canada and the advancement of women in STEM. Furman is survived by her daughter, Aubrey. Furman will have a sky burial on her property in Nunavut, where her body will be left exposed to be eaten by scavenging animals. She famously described her desire for such a burial in her controversial essay, The Ravens. As he read, Gus the Scholar was struck by what had been left out. Furman's decision to abandon her daughter to pursue her passion for writing, a harrowing helicopter crash in the East River in 1994, and the fact that her full name was Pegasus Delancey Furman. The obituary didn't even mention Furman's famous Bigelow stories, which had sold millions of copies worldwide. They were like Encyclopedia Brown stories, murder mysteries that the reader had to solve, except there were no solutions given. Gus's favorite quote from Peggy Furman was when she told an interviewer that being an adult means there's no solutions page. Gus wrote his doctoral thesis on Furman's pioneering cybernetic novels. 
he followed up with a book on God, Inc., the purloined author. He had also organized a conference dedicated to her essays. But that was 15 years ago. Since then, Gus hadn't written about Peggy Furman or her work. He had tenure. Besides, writing about living writers is inherently unsatisfying. The author can always keep churning out new stuff to contradict you. Gus remembered the only time he had seen her in the flesh. He had been at a performance of Salome at the Canadian Opera Company when he saw her a few rows ahead of him. Her tightly coiled hair, a halo of intricate curls, her features etched with a glimmer of mischief. He had wanted to go and say hello, but hadn't had the guts. He had sat there, watching her, as Salome danced to claim a man's severed head. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. Hi, I'm Jessica St. Clair, but you can call me Jess if you're nasty. And I'm Dame Casey Wilson. We are actors, comedians, and podcasters. But above all else, we are self-appointed masters of small talk. We have written a soon-to-be Nobel Prize-winning audiobook that will shortly change the course of history called The Art of Small Talk. Now, it's no secret that, that some people don't like small talk. Don't like it, Casey. Everybody hates it. Except for us. We love to chit-chat bullshit, and that's why we wrote this book. Well, it's an audiobook. You're welcome. Who has the time to read? Not me. There will be research, but not too much, because what is this, a book report? We'll also hear from learned scholars like Malcolm Gladwell and from the most important people in the world, celebs like Amy Poehler, Tony Hale, June Diane Raphael, and Colin Quinn. You can grab your copy of The Art of Small Talk today at pushkin.fm slash smalltalk or wherever you get your audiobooks. Don't forget, you can listen with your Audible and Spotify memberships too. The Art of Small Talk. How to go shallow to go deep. 